One study shows that the average adolescent would sooner lose a, a pinky finger than their cell phone. Uh, you know, an in increasing number of college students now shower with their cell phone. They, they do not want it out of their sight. Even when they are showering, it is there. Welcome to the In Doubt Podcast. Hey, welcome to the In Doubt Podcast show. My name is Isaac, your host. And today marks our 30th episode. Ever since January 18th of this year, we've been able to uh, release a new podcast every single week. So firstly, thank you for listening. Uh, it's been a privilege to uh, get to do this um, every single week. And since launching, man, we've discussed topics like pornography, sexuality, Bible engagement, discipleship. We've heard multiple testimonies, learned about false teaching. We've looked into video games and music and how to engage those as Christians. We've looked into worldviews and the essentials of the gospel and the essentials of the world's most prominent beliefs like Islam and, and Buddhism and others. And we've also had the chance to talk with numerous people from all around about those issues. So it's been so much fun. So thank you so much for listening to uh, this podcast. Most recently, for the past three weeks, we've been looking at Christian dating. So over the first two weeks, Grant Fishbook, he's the lead teaching pastor at Christ the King Church in Bellingham. He came up and came in the studio and had just did some amazing stuff with us. And we had a great conversation and then last week, I got together with the entire guest cast, which is Jake and Sean and Britt. We all got together and we talked about our own kind of experiences and stories and kind of uh, ideas in regards to dating as Christians. So it's been a lot of fun. If you haven't listened to those, I encourage you to go back to indo.ca and you can find um, everything there. I'd also encourage you to uh, check out the two articles that we also wrote for the Christian dating series. One of them is called The Lie and Lure of Dating a Non-Christian. This one, obviously, I mean, the title kind of speaks for itself. It kind of talks about the dangers of a Christian dating a non-Christian. We see that a lot in the church. So that was a, that's a really good article, very clear and very concise. The other article is called My Boyfriend is Spiritually Immature. And obviously, it's sort of written for uh, women who are dating, you know, guys in the church. And when they, they're struggling with this idea that, you know, their boyfriend isn't as mature as they think that they are. But this article, I mean, guys can read it as well. When I read it, my wife actually wrote it. When I read it, uh, I was very much convicted and encouraged as well through it. So guys can totally read that as well. So I'd encourage you to check those out on indoubt.ca. And But now we're in a new series, um, kind of a casual series. We're going to be talking about social media. Um, social media isn't bad, but it can be. Just like drinking water isn't bad, but it could be. If you're drinking too much, it could be unhealthy. So in the same way, social media can be unhealthy. Um, and with me on the podcast to chat about social media for these next two weeks is Christian humorist Phil Calloway. So he's going to be on the phone in a little bit and I'll be able to talk to him about that. But before we get started, I want to chat briefly about selfism. Selfism is really the religion of self. If we define religion as, you know, a set of beliefs revolving around, uh, you know, something we worship, then everyone's religious. Because if it isn't God or Allah or Brahmin or Zeus or some other God, then it's going to be self. And this is no new finding or a new study or anything like that. It really stems all the way back to Eden when Adam and Eve wanted to be like God and chose to disobey him by eating the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Um, we're always going to be fighting this, you know, battle inside our sinful heart that desires to receive glory, honor, and praise. 
So many people are actually selfists. They believe in selfism, the religion of self. And the interesting thing about selfism is that the core nature of a selfist is always the same, while the system of beliefs vary from person to person, how it applies to their life and so on. So the core nature of selfism is simply live for the ultimate glory and pleasure of thyself. Live for the ultimate glory and pleasure of thyself. And how this looks to every selfist is different. So what about social media? Well, social media has been the cause of a great increase in the religion of self. Think of it this way, okay? A pre-social media conversation looks like two people talking to one another, standing or sitting across from one another. One person sees the other and the other person sees them. They talk, the other person listens, and the person listening listens well because they can see the other person talking. They can read their body language and know the feelings expressed in their words. Now, I want to imagine if these people both turned, one to the left, one to their right, so that both were looking at the same direction. And what's in front of them? A big mirror. They suddenly see immediately in front of them themselves. And slightly to the left and to the right in their peripherals, they see the other person as well. So they continue their conversation, but ever so slowly and ever so slightly, the conversation begins to change. It's now more about them and what they look like. The listener is slowly beginning to lose focus at what the other is saying based on the fact that there's a distraction themselves. Now, picture 20 people all standing in a group with people at the back on risers like a choir, in front of them a large mirror, now having a conversation. This is social media. Everyone looking everywhere, yet no one truly looking. Everyone hearing everything, yet no one truly listening. Everyone tolerant and inclusive of everyone, yet no one really caring for someone else. Instead of Christians going to church once a week and maybe going to a Bible study as well, selfists head to any place that promotes themselves. And this is daily, multiple times a day even. If the core nature of selfism is to live for the ultimate glory and pleasure of thyself, then social media is a quick fix to this end. Social media provides a place for us to show off our trophies. Uh, a selfist's trophy isn't a medal, it's a, it's a picture or video of them or, you know, or that they took. People then have the chance to look at it, like it, and share it. And every time a selfist receives a look, like, or share, they receive this false feeling of acceptance and pride and comfort, all fulfilling that core nature to be glorified. Social media promotes a, a greater connectivity to the world, but I would suggest that though social media has connected and reconnected friends and family from all over, it doesn't really make better friends. You improve your maturity as a friend or a family member or a neighbor, not by messaging them every week. It takes the real face-to-face -face conversations that do something. And it's not just about conversations either. It's about being able to go on a walk with them and maybe not even say anything. It's about building a table or a nightstand together. It's about cleaning out the gutters together. Social media is not wrong, so don't hear me say that. It just needs to be seen in pure light. And when most of us default to our sort of selfish nature, then social media can be a big hindrance to our growth. The idea is that we ought to be Jesus on social media, not selfists on social media. All right, so on this matter of social media, here's just a very casual and hopefully amusing conversation with Christian humorist Phil Calloway.
today I have the privilege of chatting with my good friend, Phil Calloway, all the way in Three Hills, Alberta. Hey, Phil. Hey, great to be with you, Isaac. Yes. Um, for those listeners who have never heard of uh, Three Hills, uh, where where is this place? In uh, Alberta, Canada, just north of Calgary. It is uh, probably the, the smallest place that you've ever heard of. Hey, um, so for our listeners, I decided that we should talk about, you know, social media, the pros and the cons of it, and sort of the dangers that come with kind of being in a world where social media is such a large part of it, but also um, how to be a Christian on social media. So what are the effective things that we can do to sort of promote and preach and talk about the gospel of Christ in the online world. And I thought, okay, who who better to talk to? And I thought, hey, well, my good friend, Phil, because one, he is really funny and you'll obviously get that. Phil's also a, a Christian who he knows social media. He gets it. He uses it all the time and he has lots of followers as well. So I'm excited to talk with Phil about these issues. So the first episode, we're going to be talking about Jesus on Facebook. You know, if, if, if Facebook and, and social media was around when Jesus was here, how would Jesus Jesus use Facebook. Before we get into that, firstly, for our listeners, if they've never heard of Phil Calloway, why don't you, Phil, just kind of share with us in about, I don't know, a minute or so, who, who you are and, and what you do. Well, I'm a guy that Jesus loves above all. Uh, I'm someone that my wife thinks is funny and uh, has <laughs> loved me for a lot of years. My goodness, we are going to celebrate 34 years of marriage uh, next month is what we're going to do. So I think, you know, uh, having three kids and three grandkids and two more on the way is probably the best thing about me. Uh, for some reason, God gave me the goofy gene years ago when I was a kid in second grade. I realized that the class was laughing at me, but the teacher wasn't. And I uh, knew... <laughs> man, I can make it in comedy. Uh, so that's been the way it's been. I, I used to do a little bit of stand-up stuff, but it got a little hollow and found out that you can teach a lot through uh, the glorious gift of humor. Um, so I keep it clean and uh, have an absolute blast, literally speaking, in all over the place, in a number of countries. And God has been very good to me with a bunch of books. Uh, I think I've written, I don't know, Isaac, it's 27 or 8 books now. And wow. uh, none of them on the topic we're going to address right now, uh, but mm -hmm. hopefully I'll, I'll do a little bit of justice to it. That's good. And, and just for our listeners as well, uh, Phil is sort of the host of Laugh Again, which is one of the ministries under Back to the Bible Canada, which in doubt is a part of as well. So Phil and I know each other uh, because we essentially kind of work together. So we've we've traveled the country together and, and done stuff as well. So it's been so much fun. And I can tell you firsthand that Phil is an, a great guy, a guy full of integrity, and he's honest, and he is really hilarious. Hey, I thought actually right before we jump into the questions that uh, we would do a little uh, sort of game. And the game is called, How Well Does Phil Know Phil's Books? So Phil, what I've done was I've, I've grabbed some of your books. Oh, man. And... Uh, I've I've uh, I've selected some quotes from them, and I want to see if you can guess which book they're from. <laughs> oh no, it's a pop quiz. Yes, it is. Okay, so first quote. Are you ready? You bet. All right. Quote: The thing I like about exercise is the same thing I like about banging my head against a stone wall. It feels good when I stop. End quote. Which book? Ah, uh, to be perfectly honest, <laughs> no. Per perfectly honest. Was it? Oh no. No, no, I thought you were... Is that one of your books that you've written? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Oh, so it's not, no, okay, so that won't be my answer. Uh, 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 oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, who put my life on fast forward? No, no, it's from Family Squeeze. Oh, of course. 
Yeah. Yeah, well, of course it is. It of makes... course I remember that. Okay, here we go. So, quote, when your children aren't reducing their rooms to rubble and you manage to listen to them long enough, you'll find plenty to laugh about. One could explain to another, my mom can't have any more kids because her tubes are tired. Ah, End that quote. would be from one of my books. Yes, that's correct. Ah, uh, that would be, oh man. See, I, I, again, I've written a whole bunch of them. So that could be from uh, one of the ones I wrote in English. I'm thinking that okay. would be uh, something <laughs> like, uh, 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 oh man, making life rich without any money. That's correct. Yay! You got it. Okay. Yay! So we are, we are one for two. We are one for two. Wow. All right. Number three, here we go. Quote, when I began writing books, I had no idea anyone would want to read them. I thought my mother would buy four copies out of kindness and sympathy, then send them to aunts I'd never met. I also had no idea that television shows would call asking me to come and tell my stories before live audiences. What book is that from? That would be from, uh, that, that's uh, from a book with a, a really nice cover on it. Uh, one that you can okay. get at laughagain.org. That would be, Isaac, I have no idea. That would be, I used to have answers. Now I have kids. That's correct. You got it. Wow. Perfect. I okay. So you myself. are now two, two for three. Last one. Mm. All right. Quote, then Phil opened his mouth and beginning with this scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus. Then Phil, I yeah. opened my mouth. Yes, oh, Phil opened his mouth. I, I, oh, that would be, um, that's, that's from a, a little obscure book that no one bought. Uh, <laughs> you know what? You know what? I got to stop you. That's actually uh, Acts chapter 8, verse 35. And I, I switched Philip to Phil. Uh, but you that know, is, uh, I just wanted to see if I could get that's you. Good. But you, you were me. good. You got you had me. Well, it. You know, my mother named me Philip. My mom and dad did, I think, together. Uh, but wanted me basically to follow that verse. That was uh, the, you know, and wanted me to be Philip the evangelist. Uh, I, that, is that true? It is. I, I, oh, hey. And yep. that's not even planned. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. All right. Well, hey, that was great. You did. You did very well. Um, okay. Let's 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 start talking about this then. <clears throat> so, with social networking, obviously, the way that it is, you know, with technology as advanced as it is, and obviously, Endowed is a a podcast kind of not catered specifically, but we it's it's mostly for kind of young adult culture. Uh, we are just uh, you know speaking to you, Phil. Like I growing up born in the early 90s and growing up into the millennium now, I've just sort of been engulfed in technology, engulfed in in uh, an online life, you know, ever since I remember pretty much. Firstly, like what, what are the, what are some of the dangers, I guess? We can talk about what are some of the dangers that have come from this rise of uh, social media and the rise of social networking. I, I guess we can start talking about that, some of the dangers and potential problems that can come. Well, I think... Uh you know, not to to overemphasize that this generation is unlike any other because we know there's nothing new under the sun when it comes right down to That's it. That's true. But you do have things that we've never had access to. Uh, we all know this. We have access to wonderful things right at the tip of our fingers. We have access to things that are absolutely horrible right there in front of us. Uh, and no generation has had that, uh, not as quickly. Mm. Um, so, you know, that's one of the challenges I would tend to, to say, these are opportunities. Um, but they're also, uh, you know, people are making such bad choices nowadays. Uh, I realized that I had a problem a few years ago, um, 
when when I was just checking this thing incessantly. So for the first time right. in my life, I had been on the computer for many, you know, for, for literally a few decades, uh, writing, doing magazines. I was editor of, of a couple of magazines. And uh, it mm-hmm. was a wonderful, wonderful tool. But suddenly I realized I can check it at night. Now that happened to right. me only about five years ago when I decided to start doing that. Uh, that had right. never happened before. You left your computer at the office and you came home and you did things with your family. Um, that's a great challenge. And uh, so that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons I think it's important that we talk about it. You know, where do we go from there? Uh, so there are, there are f- many other challenging, uh, 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 you know, you think of, of temptation um, to pornography. You think of, of, of the temptation to compare. Uh, no yeah. other generation has had such ready access to both of those things. And uh, so we can talk about that. Yeah, and as you say that, it's interesting because, you know, maybe 10 or 20 years ago, uh, obviously computers were around, but like you said, you'd, you'd leave it at the office. It maybe wasn't portable yet, or if it was portable, it'd be very expensive to get something like that. But now, I mean, I can say this completely honestly, and I know lots of people will relate to this, that sometimes, <laughs> this is kind of funny, but sometimes if a young adult will forget their phone somewhere and they go to the washroom, they're actually really uh, discouraged because uh, tons of people go on their phones in the washroom and it creates this time. So that's just showing the accessibility that we have of it. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, up to the point, it's kind of funny, but people actually get discouraged uh, if they forget their phone from the washroom because then they miss that opportunity to check their, you know, updates while on the toilet. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, even, uh, it's even worse than that. Uh, a recent study has shown that 66%, so two out of three people my age, this isn't even people real young like you are, feel extreme yeah. anxiety. That is the term, extreme anxiety okay. if they lose connection with their mobile device. Uh, you know, wow. it's like help. You know, my battery is 4%. Lord, please intervene. <laughs> It'll work a miracle. Exactly. Um, one study, recent, uh, a different study shows that the average adolescent would sooner lose a, a pinky finger than their cell phone. Uh, yeah, see, you know, like that is... <laughs> an in- increasing number of college students now shower with their cell phone. They, they do not want it out of their sight. Even when they are showering, it is there. Uh, 77% of people your age experience this same extreme anxiety. So that's three out of four people your age. Um, you know, and, and I mean, you have to ask, start asking yourself real practical questions like, well, when was the last time I panicked when I couldn't find my Bible? Exactly. Well, we've got it on our phone now, so I don't panic. Uh, but everything right. is there. <laughs> Uh, you know, we've, it's gotten so out of control. We now have an iPotty. So we're starting our little kids off. Um, we're potty training them uh, with an iPotty. We've got it right there. I kid you not. You can get on Amazon and buy one. I wish I was joking about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god. But, you goodness. know, uh, Isaac, I mean, it, it, let me get uncomfortably honest with you. Uh, we're friends okay. and no one else is listening here, so we're safe. Um, <laughs> you know, above all other temptations, I think the thing that sidetracked me from kingdom stuff lately is this unhealthy addiction to technology and to social media. And I would suggest that a large percentage of your listeners right now are nodding their heads and saying, boy, if I'm really honest, I would say the same thing. Um, right. It was, it was only three years ago uh, that the word selfie was invented. Did you know that? It was, that was the <laughs> three years ago. Okay. Three years ago. The word of the year was selfie. 
And and wow. so you know it's completely ridiculous. So so here here are some popular selfies that are out there. You probably you may have seen them on on Facebook or wherever else. Uh, there, there's the wrap my face in Saran wrap and snap my picture selfie. Uh, you can do that. Right? <laughs> People are doing this, and this has become become kind of a deal. Um, there's you know me and my pet with the same expression. So I grab my dog and I stick it right beside my head and I try to mimic the expression of my dog <laughs> and uh, see who looks better. And uh, you know of course there's the comparison and selfies there's the the we've got great seats at the concert or or at the blue jays game while you're at home doing absolutely nothing interesting you loser selfie that's another right. kind uh what yeah. is there there's the taking a picture while i'm driving my car endangering everyone around me <laughs> selfie that's what people are doing uh yeah. of course yeah. you know the restaurant selfie that's the the look at the food i'm eating while you're having cheese sandwiches at home how could you oh you poor thing uh, selfie yeah and uh of course you know m- many of the the most famous selfies out there are are fail selfies uh pictures right. that you take while something go, going wrong I, I saw one with um, it was at the zoo, uh, snapping a picture in front of a camel when the camel bites this <laughs> this guy in the head. Um, <laughs> you know, we've got everything. We've got the new hairdo selfie, the I'm in Bahamas, yep. you're in a snowdrift in Manitoba selfie. Um, the list never ends. And all the famous people are taking selfies. You know, Arnold, where, you know, our prime minister is often uh, got one and, and it's posted out yep. there. Um but I, I think we've become fairly selfie centered uh, as, yeah. as a culture. And so it's a problem. And, and I think we need to talk about it. And that's a good point to say the whole selfie centered. I, I find that, and personally speaking as well, and again, I think many listeners will be able to agree with this that, you know, having a profile on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, and all the other things, it really does make you self-centered because constantly you are checking them to see if anyone has liked anything you've put up or have shared anything that you have put up and all these things constantly is pointing towards your yourself. Yeah. And and I, I think personally as well, <clears throat> it was, uh, you know, about a three or four months ago, I was... Uh, I, I had woken up in the morning. It was a Saturday morning. It was 8 a.m. And that was a sleep-in for me. It was so nice. Uh, my wife was at work. I was just alone in the bed. And I started to kind of flip through some of my, uh, you know, notifications and everything like that. And all of a sudden, it's it's 9. And I had no idea yeah. where that hour went. Yeah. But it was every single six-second video added up. And it was just incredible to see that time waste so quickly. Now, obviously, I mean, we can continue to talk about the, obviously the, the cons of it all. Uh, obviously, you know, there are the pros as well of being Absolutely. on social media and, and connecting and all that kind of stuff as well. What, what kind of things have you seen, I guess, on your social media accounts that have been good and that you actually appreciate? Well, you're absolutely right, and and we don't discount that. There's um, w- with any medium that we have, you know. I mean, it was the same with television. Television can be used for good. Um, radio, obviously, is just a fantastic medium. Um, yeah. So we're able to do things that we couldn't do before. I, you know, I think of my my son-in-law over in the Philippines. My daughter uh, and him were in Germany, and we used to uh, for a year, and, and we used to FaceTime with them. What an incredible blessing! Um, you can mm. use it to build others up. You can encourage people that you couldn't encourage otherwise. You simply couldn't have years ago. So isn't it? It's just great. And and I'm not here to discount any of that. Um, I'm not a cranky old guy. I use this and <laughs> okay, I'm 
I'm cranky. Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, but I, I'm old, all right? Uh, but I, I use it, and, and I, I'm trying increasingly to use it well. Um, but, mm. but let's also, as we talk about this, not, not forget, and, and, and we need to face the fact that four out of five social media posts are about one topic. I don't know if you know what that is, Isaac, but it, it's, it's about me. It's about me. Um, 80% yeah. of posts are about ourselves. Uh, one gal told yeah. me, she said, you know, I, I post a picture of myself. I go back at least every minute to see how many likes and comments yeah. I'm getting. And if there aren't enough within between five and six minutes, I take the post down. Wow. wow. You know, scientists tell us that when we receive positive affirmation from these posts, uh, our brains are releasing dopamine. Uh, it, which is basically a legalized drug that gives us a buzz. And so we are literally addicted to ourselves. And so if that's you and you're listening today, um, we've got some things to help. But, but there is, um, face it, if there's guarantee, this is one guaranteed way to ensure that we as believers, as followers of Jesus, are completely ineffective. Uh, we have no time, no energy. Isaac, you just mentioned that, that hour that was gone, and you didn't, you didn't basically know where it went. Um, you know, we have no desire really to, or, or, or certainly a limited capacity to impact others for the kingdom um, if yeah. we neglect the voices and needs around us because we're so self-centered, we're so centered in on me, uh, which was part of the reason why, I mean, I began to realize this stuff without really processing it mentally. It was, it was just, it was the one night when I, my wife was out at a, a ladies' Bible study, which happens every Tuesday night, and it's fantastic, and I was glad, and I did the dishes, and then, and I, I went somewhere else in the house, and I, I suddenly realized, help, I can't find my phone. I, I don't know what happened. Right. Where, where, I mean, really, what is, oh, I went and I found it, and I was so relieved. I thought, you know, is there anything? Oh, nothing happened. No, I thought, you know, what if somebody texts me? I mean, right. whoa, think of missing that. But yeah. we need to relax yeah. a little bit. Um, and so it was, it was actually in late December. So it's been, it's been a while ago now that I took a, a Facebook sabbatical, um, not because I'm so spiritual, really, but because I'm not. And uh, I decided if I, can I actually go a day without social media? And guess what? It, it's possible. In fact, it's yes. profitable. And yeah. then I decided, why don't I see what happens if I go the weekend? And it was a fantastic right. weekend. <laughs> um, and then I decided, okay, I'm going to go for a month. And, uh, you know, again, don't get me wrong, we can enjoy the benefits of these tools and use them yeah. without letting them distract or, or define us. Um, let's, right. you know, we can use them to encourage others and I'm going to do that. But that month, That's good. I took a month off and I found myself having better visits, literally Isaac having more peace in my life. Is that possible? I, I'm not saying, you know, we, we just, we don't answer phone calls and all that. Of course we do. <laughs> but I found myself spending far more time in the Bible, in conversation with Jesus. Um, yeah. you know, though he's the one who asks so us, good. he says, deny yourself and follow me. And uh, yeah. if I sound like a Pharisee when I'm saying that, forgive me. Um, but <laughs> but it's just it, it's been a good thing in my life to realize that I am not going to let this master me. Um, yeah. I, I have one master in this life, and it's certainly you know it, it's not Bill Gates or anything these guys have created. 
Yeah, that's so good, Phil. And you know what? Next episode, we'll get into more about what it kind of looks like to be a Christian on social media and and uh, how some of those things can benefit you. So thank you so much, Phil, and I look forward to talking to you next week. Great to be with you, Isaac. Can't wait. That was Phil Calloway talking with me about social media. And uh, we're both not experts, as you could hear, but we're users of social media. We're also Christians. And we both felt the, you know, the lies and the lure of temptation on social media to compare, to to be jealous, to envy, to lust, etc. Also, I do have to confess that after I listened to this conversation, I found myself trying to like, you know, be funny, maybe because I was talking to Phil. And as I was going through, I was like, Isaac, don't try because it just sounds really bad. So I apologize if you heard that too and you're like, that he's not very funny. That's totally, I totally understand. So we can leave it at that. Hey, we got some feedback. Um, a young adult who listens, this is what uh, we got. He says this, hey guys, I started listening to your podcast a few weeks ago and I absolutely love what you guys are doing. I, I really enjoy the way you approach topics and, and the topics that you do approach. I had a suggestion for a topic that I thought would be valuable, uh, but I'm not sure how many would find it interesting. I would love to hear a podcast or mini-series on the sacraments and their value, or even just a discussion on them. My favorite podcasts were the ones on other beliefs and religions. Maybe as a follow-up to the uh, different beliefs of the world, you guys could also outline the different beliefs within Christianity and touch on different elements of church history or denominations. I understand that these are things that, you know, I specifically might be interested in, but many others uh, wouldn't be. These are just some ideas that may be interesting. Love what you guys are doing and really appreciate the work that you, uh, God is doing through you guys, Anthony. Well, thank you so much, Anthony, for your kind words and suggestions. And I don't think it's just you uh, who'd be interested in the sacraments and just sort of church history and denominations. I think actually a lot of people uh, would be interested uh, in that. So uh, I'll let you know that we are seriously looking into doing those. So thank you so much, Anthony. Hey, and if you have any suggestions, uh, let us know. Email us at info at indo.ca. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and talk to us. Message us. Give us your suggestions Um, Tell us what you liked and what you didn't like, and it will really help us uh, move forward. Well, that wraps up the InDoubt podcast show. To find out more about the podcast and the ministry of InDoubt, head to InDoubt.ca, and there you're going to find the many resources to help you in your faith or lack of faith. Articles, videos, and many other podcasts are there. Anyways, I'm Isaac, and this is the InDoubt podcast. The InDoubt Podcast is a part of Back to the Bible Canada's Young Adult Ministry, InDoubt. All of Back to the Bible Canada's ministry programs and resources are created for the purpose of leading people forward in their walk with Jesus every day. For more information on all things Back to the Bible Canada, visit backtothebible.ca.